Yo, yo, episode 30, the Best of Rivals podcast. It's Jordan J. Will with my boy, D-Bev. Hello, hello, hello. Jay, before we get going, real quick, they came at me on TikTok, Jay. They came at, uh, you know what? So we just started posting on TikTok, and um, I must say, I'm pleasantly surprised um, by the community on there. Tons yeah. of football knowledge, tons of people interacting. Um, yes, sir. I was on, I was literally on TikTok seven hours yesterday, just like replying to people. Like it was great. Um, I mean, I, I see how people can get like addicted to it. That's, yeah. that's, that's the thing right there. We made the account and then next thing you know, you got Liverpool FC coming at you, oh, Chelsea goodness. FC coming at you. They came I, at I, me, I, was a, I was afraid for you, bro. Like real talk. I was like, my boy out here in trouble. Yeah, I was, I was fighting <laughs> them off in the comments, but it, it was, it was really good, honestly. Um, you know, real quick on that Nunes, uh, you know, whole conversation, you know, and this is for the people that, you know, were in the comments, they saw the, they saw the back and forth. Um, I don't think the guy sucks. Like that wasn't the whole, that wasn't it. It was just, he you, was, you, you were just coming off kind of harsh, bro. I, yeah. I was coming, I was coming off harsh for sure. And by the way, I could be hundred percent wrong, proven wrong in within five games, you know? Right. But it was like, you know, expectations for him are so high for two reasons. Like one uh, the price tag, and then two, like people just try to compare him to Holland. They're, they're, you know, they're just. I don't know. I just feel like his his what he's done so far in his career does they just don't match the expectations or the price tag. But you know, again, I could be proven I, wrong in five games, or I could be proven I mean, right. I mean, if we, if we just look at the numbers, just going strictly off the numbers, I, I know what you're saying. High test, the way he's getting the goals, the way he's getting the assists. But number-wise, he had, what, a goal and an assist first game in the Premier League off the bench. True. And that's, that's what they're saying, you and, know? And, yeah, yeah, 100%. So, so again, so. There's, there's, there's room to debate there, you know? So, But I don't want to, you know, that was last podcast, you know? So. Right. No want to harp on old things. Uh, I mean, speaking of, you know, transfers and, and things of that nature, uh, United have been linked with Rabio, um, you know, quite frequently, frequently and recently. Uh, yeah. How do you, how do you feel about that? Do you think that's a move that we should make a piece that we need? Um, well, at least the way I see it, he's a McTominay replacement, but the reality is the transfer window for Man U has been so messed up that this is obviously a panic buy. Um, and the fact that he's actually priced around 50 million pounds, like why would you pay 15 million pounds for a guy that, Honestly, very few teams want, um, and Juventus wants to sell. It's just a really, really, really weird deal. Knowing United, they're going to overpay again for a player, and then they're going to give him so much money, and he's going to underperform. It's just, it's just going to be a cycle until, until the uh, management in, you know, front office gets, uh, gets replaced. So, I mean, listen, he's a, he's a decent player, sure, but is he better than McTominay? Of course, right. You know, but is he better than Fred? Yes. Maybe, maybe. I look at it like this. He's 27, plays for the French team, national team. When he plays with them, he's, he plays pretty well. His past Nations Cup, I believe. He can play, he he, would, by the way, he can play left back as well. I've right, seen him play exactly. left back a couple of times. He's so. flexible. He's flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think why not give it a shot? At this point, we have nothing to lose. I'm all for seeing what's for the future. It could be a project. I don't know what Ten Hag has in, in store and what he really wants. 
because we're not really seeing. I feel like him and the board are kind of clashing. So he's, he may be settling for players. You know, he want, he wants the bigger names. We'll, we'll get to a, um, a couple or a player that he's looking, trying to get. But I say just why not do it, man? It's better well, than have Fred. To, they have to get somebody. They have to exactly. get somebody, you know. I mean, Ten Hag probably just, you know, saw the performance on on Sunday and was like, yo, I, I, I can't do this. You know, I need players. Um, but again, it's just, it's panic buy. And uh, it's probably not going to work out, to be honest with you. I'm not, I'm not even trying to be, like, mean or anything. It's, he's not a terrible player, but he's, like, he's an old 27. You know, he said he's 27. He's an old 20, 27. He's been around. No, I, I mean, that's that's the thing. Yeah, he's been around for a long time, you know. His, his, when he was younger, I felt like he was more of a uh, – you know, his presence was was known or felt a little bit more. Now it's uh he kind of outdated. Maybe he needs a change of scenery. Yeah. Who knows? You know, maybe, maybe. Italy is is old for him, and he wants wants to come to England and and shine. Maybe. But this is just me being hopeful and optimistic. Yeah, yeah. You know, like we're in a really tough spot right now. We need something to get us active and going, and you know, fluent. So I, I say, why not, man? And, you know, if you think about it, like, sure, it's a, it's a panic buy, but the reason it's a panic buy is because they haven't got their main target yet. And they probably, I mean, I don't know, Jay, do you think they're ever going to get Frankie or is it just, is it, it, you know what, there's honestly, there's three options, right? I guess it's a fourth option where he just doesn't play an entire season, but I, right. I, don't, I don't think so. Three options. Stays at Barca, goes to Man U, goes to Chelsea. Out of those three, which, where, where do you think he's going? Is he staying? Is he leaving? Talk to me. This is, a, this is a good one, man. Let's let's start at Barca first. You know, they are playing a very crazy game. Um, they have no money, so they they want pay cuts from the big the biggest players on their team, the best players on their team. That's just not morally right. Yeah, for what he's doing for the club, and they put themselves in that position. You know, with the with the deals they've signed and money they've given to Messi, and that's all on Barca. So I I really think he may just stay with Barcelona, honestly. I think there's too much wing, wing in and wing them down. Um, they don't want to let him go. They don't want to pay him. I think he does want to leave. Think but so? I, I think he does, man. Yeah. I At this point, to. maybe? Yeah, it's yeah. too toxic. It's way too toxic, you know? I've never really seen a situation like this before where a player has not been given like, you know, part of his wages or something to that extent. It's just, it's absolutely crazy. And, and from what I've heard, 17 million, like that's a lot of money. Right. You know? Exactly. And and that 17 million, you know. Yeah. So, so, but so, like, so check it, check it. If, if say if he, he were to leave though, right. So say if Barcelona wasn't an option, I would put Chelsea over United. I think that would be his next spot simply because we don't want to pay anybody. So reports have already been out that the Glazers are like not trying to pay the wages that Barca, you know, don't want to give Frankie. That's already something they're not trying to do. So I just don't see that. Like we're cheap, man. We're cheap. We're not even, no, actually we're we're not cheap. We're dumb because we, we paid Harry Maguire some money, you know, (laughs) <laughs> a price tag when he even just, like deserve it. So I just think we're not gonna we're not gonna do the obvious choice. We need Frankie, we want him, but we're not gonna make that move happen. Yeah, it, it's really interesting. You know, it's it's if you're Man U, you should have just put you should have just 
ended this a while ago, you know? Yeah. Um, and just went for a real, a real signing that, you know, you can actually get. Um, at this point, I mean, there's so many conflicting stories. You don't know who's, who's, who's right, who's wrong, who's telling the truth, who's lying. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think, yeah, from a moral perspective, I hate what Barcelona is doing. <laughs> like you, you owe people money yet you're buying new players and paying them. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's disgusting, honestly. Um, and you know what's you know what's even crazier? I was thinking, okay, let's say you sell Frankie for we'll say seventy million, right? Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't some of that money then go to Frankie himself to pay off the wages? You know what I mean? Like there's there's ways to pay him back. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. They're just not doing it. It's like they're trying to like pull some gangster move. And <laughs> it's I don't know. Personally, I think it's disgusting. And they're you know they're they're destroying their their long term sort of plans and future to buy every player in the world this season. So, so, so the, the feeling I'm getting from you is you think Frankie's going to leave. You think it's no well, coming back at this point. Well, I, that's actually not the case. I mean, he has no, he, if he wants to stay, he can stay. Right. Right. And that's, and that's Barcelona just doesn't want that. So that's why they're trying to sell. So it's, but they don't want, I mean, listen, Barcelona it, wants the best case scenario. And the, if they get, if they get the best case scenario out of this, which is Frankie leaves and they don't pay the money. I don't know. I don't know who's negotiating with Barcelona, but like those, bro, I, I think it's personally disgusting. And then, you know, we'll get to it. You know, maybe, you know, let's just talk about it now. Go right in. They're trying to get, they're trying to get another player. They're trying to get my player, Bernardo Silva. How you can't pay Frankie. You can bear you Christensen and, and Cassie aren't even registered yeah. to play for the season yet. And now you're trying to get another player for like 60 mil. Dude, dude, I I don't know. I don't know who's where the money's coming from. I don't know what's going on, but I can guarantee you within five years, Barcelona is gonna have some serious legal issues because this is ridiculous at this point. It's ridiculous. And if I'm Bernardo Silva, man, just being straight up. I'm looking at the situation that's going on right now in Barcelona. I want to get your money. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I want no parts of that. I want no parts of that. Like if he, if he goes there and I really think he wants to meet Bar he wants to be in Barcelona, man. He wants to play with Xavi, yeah. you know, that, you know, the whole Tiki talk, like he wants that feel. Ah, I, I just, it would be so stupid. You have something great right now with Pep. You've been winning titles. You have a chance to win a champions league title. Do not leave, Barce my guy. Don't do it. Barcelona is different, though. Barce okay, so I know it's different. I know here's it's why it's different. different. Ah. Like this was ah. the same thing with like I know for, like Ferran Torres um, and Eric Garcia, two of our players. They just said, "Yo, I want to go to Barcelona," and that's, you know, and they go to Barcelona. Like it's just what people want to do. Um, and what's happened is because Barcelona has have had such an incredible transfer window, the more players that they get in the more reason other players want to go because they're seeing, oh, okay, this Barcelona seems actually legitimate, you know? I'm, the reality is they've, bought, they, they've, they've got so many players now that they should be, you know, trying to win La Liga. They should be trying to win the Champions League or at least get to the maybe final. Like Their, their youth system over there is uh, insane right now. They have a lot, a lot of good players. Yeah, um, good point. It's, it's, and you know what? You know what? You just said a good point here. So, Maybe they're thinking for the future, like, listen, if worse comes to worse, we can sell one of these young players for 60, 70, 80 mil, maybe recoup. You know, maybe they're thinking, like, they have so many assets, young talent, 
that, you know, they can afford to kind of go into this ridiculous financial debt uh, in the short term because, you know, I mean, cause at the, they're going to be okay. At the end of the day, it's for them, at least for Barcelona, it's competing with Madrid. They have to stay up to par with yeah. Madrid. And Madrid just won a Champions League. They're, they're stacked. You know, that team is yeah, insane. You know what? No, you, you make another good point, Jay. Like, you know, they win the Champions League. Barcelona's like, nope, not that's not, that can't happen again. <laughs> Never again. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> let me spend a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, Jay. So I got a comment. Um, I, I was talking about, you know, Chelsea's, uh, their spending, you know, this, this, this summer transfer window. And I was kind of saying, you know, they didn't do a good job and everything like that. And then this one guy comes at me. Talking about, well, you guys paid a hundred million for Grealish. I wasn't happy with that. You know what I mean, Jay? Like, and uh, you know, we've seen some crazy, some crazy purchases in the past. And sure, I, I talked about Nunez maybe being a little overpriced. Sure, we've seen Grealish, and now we've seen Maguire. And um, their first games this season, not great. It's probably going to be more of the same if we're if we're being honest. At this point, Jay, like who's been, what team has been finessed the most out of this out of their money? Because this is ridiculous. I mean, in terms of, you have to look at it from like two two different sides, right? Because Harry Maguire is in a very tricky and unfortunate situation. Not only is he playing bad, United is also playing really, really bad. Jack Grealish, on the other hand, he's playing pretty terrible. But Man City are winning titles. Yeah. You know? So when, when you look at the media and who's being talked about, it's always going to be Maguire. We're, we're at the bottom right now. He's our captain, quote-unquote. And he is not banked in or made any impact at all in my opinion so i'm going mcguire even though the price tag for jack Rouge was higher okay yeah no it's simply because i, 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 I yeah simply because i just think um mcguire has a lot more on his plate and he's been not delivering with that at all yeah i, I would agree i would agree with that 100 percent um however i would say that the initial purchase I would probably say that Grealish was one of was worse, to be honest, because like, sure, like Maguire eighty mil, that's kind of crazy. But like at that time, you know, I believe he just got done playing the World Cup, and he was one, you know, one of the better players, and yeah, you know, there was something there. Grealish has never, ever, ever been close to a hundred million ever, and it was only because of a release clause that we actually had to pay that much. So at the, and, and by the way, it's not like we needed Grealish. You know what I mean? Like, sure, maybe yeah. you guys needed a replacement center back. We did not need uh, a, a winger for Sterling. Like, it, it wasn't at least not a 100 million pound one. So, like, I don't know. I, I think it was um, – while McGuire is probably – that whole situation's obviously blown out of proportion a lot more than it probably should be, even though it's still bad. When you look at Grealish's purchase, man, it's so unnecessary, bro. Like – so unnecessary. I think if we were to go back in time, I don't know, man. I, <laughs> what was so? What what was the point then? Why why did you guys buy Grealish well, we, to refresh the squad, to freshen up the squad? Like, what is that? You know, not for a hundred mil. 
and you don't even play him in the right position. No so it doesn't make any sense. I'm gonna say no one, no one over there is threatened by Jack Jack Grealish. I'm telling you, when Foden's in that in that locker room, KDB's in that locker room, they're looking at him and like, bro, <laughs> you're a bum. I mean, and what's what's crazy is like because he had such a he had a he had a good season. He was interest. He was playing decent in the Euros, and we're like, okay, but like, I don't know. I I don't that that was a. That was a very dumb buy on your part, but what I'm saying, I don't think it's affecting you guys in a negative way. But that's just because the teams are different, right? I mean, at the and what suck what sucks yep. with with Man U is you've bought this player and you've made him captain. Like he could play bad for the next ten games, and you're still going to play him because one, the price tag you want to live up to the price tag, and then two, because he's the club captain, whatever the hell that means. It's like right. just strip him of the captaincy, just put him on the bench. He does not deserve to be starting. And just, yeah, you know, maybe in the future you get 30, 40 mil from four, maybe. I don't know, because he's English, yeah. you know, the English tax. I don't know. So <laughs> English it's tax. a really weird situation. You know, uh, uh, however, a good, uh, a really good buy uh, for us just happened, I believe, today, actually. Uh, I, believe, I believe the name is Sergio Gomez from, I believe, Anderlecht uh, as a team yeah. in Belgium. Um, left back, right? Yep, left back. And that's obviously what we needed. If, if you think about this, Jay. Well, what have you heard so? Far, yeah, what you. have you heard so far about this guy? I mean, they said if they if he comes over, there's a good chance he could be competing for a first team spot. So fighting against Casello and Walker, yeah. Um, and I think I think that's something you guys need. He's pretty young. I want to say maybe like uh nineteen, really, uh twenty twenty one or twenty two, something like that okay. in that range. And it's, so he's a, a youth. Um, I, and yeah, it's something you, you you guys need. Uh, see if you can uh. Just have some speed down there, some pace. Well, we needed a replacement for Sinjenko, right? I mean, I, I personally thought we, we sold him a little bit early, right? I mean, we sold him and then thought we were going to get Cucurello, and we actually didn't end up getting him, which is why this is – honestly, and you know what's so great? This is this is the difference between a Man U uh, management and, and City. Okay. You look at Rabio, panic buy 100%, 100%. You look at this – this seems like this would have been our second option if we didn't get Cucurella. It seems more planned out, you know? Um, and when you, you know, I, I'll be honest, I've never seen him play. I, I looked at three minutes of highlights. And um, this might be, honestly, one of the better uh, transfers this window if he does what he basically was doing in, in that highlight reel. And obviously it's highlights, you know, it's, it's only the best stuff. Exactly. But what you get from highlights is you get, you get an understanding of his style, right? So his style as a left back <clears throat> is crossing. He's just like, get down the line, cross, get down the line, cross. But he doesn't just cross. He doesn't just kick it in the, in the box. He, he crosses with intention. Like, so he knows, okay, this player is going to be here in about half a second. Boom. And he's direct with it, which I really, really like. And he, if, let, 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 yeah. I was just going to say, if he ends up being better than Zinchenko, I mean, you got to think about this, Jay. We sold Zinchenko for about 35, 40 mil, and we just bought this guy for 13 million pounds. I mean, that's another great buy if it all works out. Well, I was never really sold on him at all. Zinchenko? He, he's a, yeah, he's a, he's a decent player, but he makes too many mistakes. I agree. In my opinion. I agree. Um, so him, him leaving for you guys really doesn't, uh, I think, affect you that much. But I do have a question for you because I'm very curious. Last season, Cancelo was probably at one point considered your best player. You know, yeah. I, I, rem I remember we were talking about it. To come to this point now where it's 
it's looked at basically like the left back position on City is the Achilles heel. Like that's that's the spot where you guys may lose a Champions League or a Premier League title. How does that make you feel? Is Cancelo just not good enough or do you guys just need more depth there at that position? It, it was depth. It was depth. Okay. Um, if you look at, for example, the Champions League, uh, you know, Kyle Walker playing great against Vinicius and then he gets injured. We move Cancelo. We put in Zinchenko, yeah. you know, and then we end up losing. I'm not saying it's their fault, but I'm saying, you know, depth. Depth was big. <laughs> and it's, it's good. Actually, Zinchenko actually had a decent season uh, last season towards the end, especially. especially. Um, but overall, he's just not, he's not enough. You know what I mean? Like if one of those players gets in, injured, uh, Walker, Cancelo, yeah. we do feel really weak. And with this guy, Sergio Gomez, I've heard he can also play on the right, play right back as well. So again, we need a depth, we need a depth, right? And, and you know, and I'll take it. I'll take it for sure. We've got another, we got another young left back coming in, but he's that, you know, you don't bring a 19 year old kid to play left back and expect yeah. to win it. I mean. I don't know if this guy's nineteen, but like, right? I I, I don't know. I, it's it's a it's an interesting buy. We'll have to have to yeah. see it play out. So, I mean, to me, it sounds like you're pretty uh pretty optimistic about yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. But uh, this this weekend, though, <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. Jay. Three <laughs> minutes of highlights. He's the best player in the world. Two, two games from Nunez, he's the worst player in the world. That's how we're rolling, Jay. That's how oh, we're rolling. Yo, yo, they're about to fry you. You're ready. Oh my god. Straight by the bias. But no, yeah, uh, your logic weekend, sucks. Like, shut up. <laughs> this, this this weekend we got the uh London Derby uh popping up, you know. Yeah. Uh Chelsea, Tottenham. Should be a pretty big game. Yeah. What are you thinking? You get you got Hotspurs bringing this out, or do you got Chelsea, the Blues? Um well I think this is an interesting one, right? Because well, I think that Chelsea's gonna be more fifth or fourth or fifth this season, a lot of people think they're going to be challenging for third, you know, and I think I've also heard a lot of people say that Tottenham is sort of like guaranteed that third spot. So this would be really interesting. I, like um, I think these points really actually matter. Like, you know, every point in the Premier League matters, but like when you're playing a team that you might potentially be up against from a, from a ranking standpoint, um, yeah. if you win, they lose, that's a six point swing. So who would I go with? I actually think I'm going to go with Chelsea. You know, I talked all that crap about him, but I think I'm going to go actually go with Chelsea on this just because it's Tottenham, right? Like, Tottenham are going to fumble. Wait, wait, wait. Tottenham. Are you, Tottenham and hey, wait, 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 Tottenham. wait, wait. This is a, this is a different, different Tottenham team compared to what, the ones with, you know, Dali Ali and. Same DNA. You know, Same like, DNA. <sighs> Same DNA. Listen, bro. They still have Dyer back there, bro. He's like, are you joking me? Yeah, he, Eric, come on. Yeah. He's hold on, done, hold man. on. I was thinking about this. I was actually thinking about this in the shower, which is kind of crazy. I don't know why. Raheem Sterling going up up against Eric Dyer. You got to know, you know, bro, he's going to destroy him, bro. He's going to You got, they're also teammates. Like, come on, bro. He knows, bro, Sterling's going to destroy him. I, I am curious, though. I'm curious to see if the Spurs are going to, you know, it's his first game playing with them now. Uh, I think last weekend he had a suspension, but Rich Charleston. Well, you know, first game with the Spurs. Is he going to start over Son or? Well, no, Son's one of the best players in the league. There's no way starting over him. He is, he is, he is. But listen, a lot of people have said he's not that aggressive. When he plays, he's kind of very, not passive, but he lets the game kind of just flow around sometimes and he'll make an impact. You can't listen to Twitter. No, listen, listen. We know Rich Charleston is aggressive. That's usually his 
you know, go to kind of tacky skill. He did get a suspension. Yeah, he's aggressive. <laughs> he's a hothead. He's a hothead. Exactly. This may be something they need against Chelsea. We know the type of type of ball they play. Okay. Very reserved, you know, park the bus. Tuku does not want to attack. They may need something aggressive to go and get the ball. I think Rich Charleston may he could help. He could be something, you know, that benefits them. I just think that they're that they're front three. Uh Kulisevsky, Kane, Son. I just think that's one of the best front threes in the in the league and potentially the world if they continue doing what they're doing for another season. They're on a roll right now. Yeah. I see Richarlison being that fourth guy, go you know, subbing in for either one of them. Um, I don't see him starting. Absolutely not. Like, do never, they need him never. though? No, no. Listen, I, I think in in lesser games he'll absolutely start. You know, okay. w- one of the big issues with Tottenham is that Kane always gets tired towards the end of the season or he gets injured towards the end of the season, and they don't have a backup. Richarlison is that player for them. Um, I like that. But yeah. Listen, Son's Son's incredible. Kane's incredible. This guy Kulusevski just just destroys every team he plays against. There's no way he gets in that starting lineup. Is is he going to be a permanent buy for the Spurs? I know he came over as a loan, right? No, no, he's sixty mil. Sixty mil. Sixty mil. Okay. Fifty sixty mil buy. Yep. Nice. Damn. Yeah. They're looking good. They're looking good. I I I, I got them. I got them beating Chelsea this weekend, and I just think, yeah, I think they're going to be. The third, probably third best team in the league. I think that, I I think so as well. I just think that this first game, I just have a feeling that Chelsea's going to win. I just really do. Like again, I that 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 Raheem Sterling Eric Dyer matchup just does not yeah. sound good for Eric Dyer. You know what I mean? Too much movement. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually hold on, Jay. Give me some credit. I'm actually backing up Sterling here. Aren't you backing up Sterling? You, you know what it is. You just don't want that <laughs> that that fire from the Chelsea fans, man. They were coming in high. Right. They were talking crazy. Hey, listen, I love Raheem you Sterling. Know? You know, <laughs> Mason Mount is incredible. You know, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> no, baby, that's that's good, man. But that was this was a nice conversation, bro. Um, I like this yeah. one a lot. Um, and it's good to hit, hearing the the fans and what they have to say about you know certain things and opinions and analysis that we have uh it's all fun and games you know like of course you know, giggles so we appreciate everything um anything else you want to add no i mean you can just you can find us uh arguing with people on tiktok and instagram and, and twitter at the best of rivals again at the best of rivals um you can find this podcast on youtube spotify and apple podcast at the best of rivals podcast um Jay, that's it for me, really. I mean, I can't wait for this for this weekend again. Big game, and uh, I mean, anyway, wait, wait, we we got to respond. My team, you know, we're playing Brentford. Yeah. Um, tough game. Tough, yes, it's gonna be a tough, tough game. game bro. Tony's about and, to be smacking them. Oh man, hey, Erickson gets a nice, probably standing ovation yeah. um, from the Brentford fans and yeah. teammates. But yeah, man, I'm excited. Uh, match day, match day two is gonna be great. Um, it's just episode thirty of the Best of Rivals podcast. We are out.